Welcome under the backstretch. I'm News 5's Heather Williams. And how about Michael McDowell? McDriver has a new nickname. He's the king of the crown jewels. He kind of taken over that place from Jamie McMurray, who was always great in the big races. But now McDowell, two career wins at Indianapolis and Daytona. I have to say, if you're only going to win two, that's a pretty good place to win two races. But something tells me that McDriver is not done winning races. You know, for those of you that are listening here in the Tri-Cities area, you probably already know this, but owner Bob Jenkins is from just down the road in Morristown. He's a Tennessee guy. He considers Bristol his home track. So it's really kind of cool to see what Front Row Motorsports has become because they haven't always been at the top of the mountain or even the middle of the mountain when it comes to organizations in the garage area. But what this next-gen car has been able to do from that for them is what I think NASCAR really hoped that it would do for all organizations, which is kind of level, level the playing field, right? If all else is equal, if you have a good driver as Hendrick has, you can go out there and compete. And you look at what McDowell has done this year. He's been right there on the edge of making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. Now he's solidly put himself in with a win. And I have to say good for Michael McDowell, right? Because he's a guy, he had a top tier, I guess, ride when he was at MWR, but it was really before MWR was a really good organization. And he's never really been able to make his way back, and he's never been able to find wins. When he's run for Joe Gibbs in the Xfinity Series, he's won races. He's a good driver, and now he has a team that can win, that he has a chance to compete for a championship with. I probably would say he is not going to win a championship. I don't know that Front Row is at that level yet, but... I don't see any reason why he can't make the Final Four. I can't, don't see any reason why Front Row and Michael McDowell can't be last year's track house and Ross Chastain. Get a good run. Chips fall your way. You stay out of trouble. Who knows what could happen? He doesn't have quite the playoff points buildup that Chastain had last year. But, you know, you just never know. If he, you know, backs his way into a win or I wouldn't even say backs his way into a win because he's a pretty good a super speedway racer but if he wins at talladega why not why not and the same for chris busher you know what he's doing over at rfk roush at one time was a top tier program i don't think most people would consider roush fenway kozlowski one of the top tier teams in the garage area right now but if you look at results they're the top performing four team in the garage area right now right there with penske they have more, well, the same amount of wins as Penske this year. Blaney and Logano each have one win. Christopher, uh, Chris Busher, only Dale Jr. and his mama call him Christopher, uh, has two wins this year. Brad is pretty solidly in the playoffs. Um, he'd have to have a big disaster these last couple of weeks to not make it. Um, so, you know, even though we're not seeing the huge amount of wins and different winners this year, you're still seeing the parity. You're still seeing the ability for any team to come in and make some noise. Even look at Spire. Corey LaJoy was in the Fast 10 this week at Watkins Glen and qualifying. Corey LaJoy, Spire Motorsports. That's not exactly Hendrick Motorsports, but here we are, and I love it. I think it's so good for the sport. It's so good to be a fan of Corey LaJoy, say. And go to the track and have something to cheer about. 
I mean, sure, you like watching your guy and seeing your guy and maybe a chance to meet your guy. But on the track, have something to cheer about. Or a fan of Michael McDowell. Or a fan of Chris Buescher. This, this car has given everybody, one through probably 25, a chance. It's really all you can ask for. All right, this week on the show, our guest is someone else that's trying to get his name in the conversation with the guys we just talked about. Justin Haley. And Justin Haley's story is fascinating, right? He's at College Racing, a team that most people would probably put in the same category as Aspire or um, a front row motorsports. AJ Allmendinger won, has won a race at uh, College Racing on the cup level, but he's leaving that. He, he, he's, he's done at the end of the year. His contract was up, and he decided he's going to go to Rick Ware Racing. And that decision turned a lot of heads in the garage area. So I asked Justin about it. Why Rick Ware? Why now? You know, why did he want to go to a team where a lot of people look at it as, you know, one of the bottom teams in NASCAR? Fascinating conversation with Justin. Really appreciate him spending the time. So we'll talk about that. And then Chris is back. Uh, he's uh, had a few uh, health issues, I think is fair to say. Nothing like super serious, but he, he's been sick for a while. And so, so happy to have Chris back on the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things that we didn't have a chance to talk to over the last couple of weeks because he wasn't here. And then also, of course, Michael McDowell and his big win and looking forward to today's race at Watkins Glen. All right, let's get rolling. Our old friend and crew chief, Chris Carrier, is back in the house. Chris is also the crew chief for the number 75 food country truck in the Craftsman Truck Series. And Chris, let's get right back to it as you get back. It's hard to call it an upset for McDowell when you consider how good his teams run and what a good road course racer he is. But how big was this win at Indy? Oh, my goodness, Heather. I, I don't know how many letters huge is, but there, it's not enough. I, I mean, for them... For Front Row Motorsports, the owner Bob Jenkins has been around a long time. Has built this team. They have stayed. They have stayed the course. Michael McDowell and Todd Gillen just a week ago re-signed with them for next year. So they're showing what what faith they've got in their in in their own people. And then they go to Indy Brickyard. Could they be it on the road course? And they, this thing has been coming all year. They have they have run good. They've made come kind of quietly been there, like in the top ten, top twelve, top eight, this, that, and other. And then they dominate this thing. Man, uh, congratulations to them. I mean, it, that's a it's a popular win, and it, I think for overall health of our sport uh, and the business that we're in, I, I think a very a, a plus. So good for them. Convincing win. No, no, he didn't back into it by any means. Yeah. And you mentioned Bob Jenkins. He's from right down the road in yes, Morristown. Yes, so big win for our area as well. All right. We were off last week because of the women's world cup. So we didn't get to talk about Noah Gragson's suspension from NASCAR. He asked for his release from Legacy Motor Club, his team, and he says he's going to go through the steps to get reinstated by NASCAR. What are your thoughts about what NASCAR did and the response from the team as well as Noah? Well, I, I guess to start with, last last topic first, Noah, I, I just, I personally feel like there's some some uh, maturity to be gained there. You know, he's he's a talented young man. He's he's popular to a lot of people. He's a little bit of a kind of a goofball, a little bit, you know, which people like. But he's won a lot of Xfinity races, so you can't argue with the fact that the kid's a good racer. 
but I think he's I think he's among a, a few that that need just a little bit of maturity and and the social media stuff. You know, you got to be careful. You just I, I don't know what his intent was. I don't think it was anything, you know, gruesome or anything. But uh, the the, uh, the 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 lack of attention to detail right there, and I don't I, I don't really think he left NASCAR nor his team much choice in in today's in today's world. And and I just you know, and he from what I understand, he wanted a release from that team. So at the end of the day, this is going to be maybe a, 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 a separation that will satisfy everybody. We can get through this thing. He can serve his suspension time. He can do whatever NASCAR says to like, okay, let's, let's, let's don't make this mistake again. And then everybody next year, I guess, or whatever, can get back to business and go on. You know this is our second straight road course, but this course is nothing like the road course no. at Indies. So what do drivers need to do this week? Well, this road course uh, is what most, most road course racers would tell you. It's a lot less technical. Uh, this is what, what I termed as a, as a road course intermediate track. It's a right-hand intermediate track. There's a lot of fast places uh, in several sections of Watkins Glen. Uh, fast corners okay now there's also some places where you slow down the, what they call the bus stop over there the I call it the chicane where they still go through there pretty fast but it's real tight there's there's a lot of places there for mistakes but it's a very fast place so actually aerodynamics is going to be pretty strong this weekend even though it may be going around a right-hand turn um, I, I love Watkins Glen myself personally as a racer it's a beautiful area uh, it's a very historic place but you go there and and to me there's everything involved uh, the, the drivers have to really watch their brakes you have to have good mechanical balance you have to have good turning ability but you also have to apply your knowledge to like okay when I'm when I'm going those fast corners around like Dover or Bristol or even Darlington I got to figure out okay what's going to make it go right you know the same way so I think this weekend is going to be a very competitive weekend for both the series that are up there uh, I think you're going to see some really good racing, and I can really, to be honest with you, I kind of wish that, that my team was going to be there in the trucks, which there is no truck race, but I'm, I love it. I think it's going to be a great thing. Man, this, this getting down to the playoffs is going to be exciting. Thanks for uh, taking the time out to talk to me today. Um, two races left in the regular season. I mean, I know you're one of the have-to-win-and-get-in uh, kind of teams. Two wild cards. As one of those teams, do you, do you like kind of having the wild card races to to wrap up the regular season? I mean, especially Daytona. That's somewhere anyone can win. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, it's obviously. I think the past few weeks have, have kind of been tracks that we excel at. Um, haven't had very good finishes, but um, yeah, I do do like having Watkins Glen and um, Daytona right there at the end. But um, yeah, overall, I mean, it's just you know same job that you do every weekend just trying to go to the racetrack and um be competitive as possible uh you're known as a pretty good road course racer uh what's kind of the key to getting around Watkins Glen like what do you what 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 do you as a driver have to do to be competitive there yeah I mean it, it's honestly kind of polar opposite from what we were last week at Indy you know Indy's kind of like the short tracks of um road courses where Watkins Glen is almost a super speedway um you know it's it's just very high speeds, um, new pavement, just extremely fast. So you have to have a really good 
um, car first and foremost, and then um, just making as little mistakes as possible. Um, you know, every corner there is just so high speed and um, you're just getting around there pretty quick that, um, yeah, it just requires a good setup and, uh, you know, just minimize the mistakes at the end of the day. Um, as a driver, second year in the Cup Series, do you see improvement in yourself? I mean, I as an observer, I see improvement from you and your team, but do you see personal growth as, as you and your team as you kind of continue on in this Cup Series journey? Yeah, I, you know, I think a lot of it's just learning in car. Um, you know, I feel like we kind of doubt in, you know, what you um, as a driver want in, in your race car and, and kind of going through that. But, um, yeah, I feel like I'm definitely more confident. Um, you know, I think if you have the ability, it's, it, you know, the the only limiting factor is just your confidence and, and knowing you can go out there and do it. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a ginormous stage to, to put yourself on. So um can do, be difficult at times, but um yeah I, I think it's been good just trying to um you know help the team and and figure out what uh what's best for them obviously it's a little awkward now that that I'm leaving next year and and um you know won't be racing at college but um yeah it's, it's been good that kind of leads into my next couple of questions first of all you announced that you are going to Rick Ware I think that announcement surprised some people um why did you feel like now was the time to make the move and why did you feel like Rick Ware was the place to go Oh yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, it was time to make the move because my contract was up. Right. Um, second of all, I, you know, I think we um, had some good conversations with a colleague, you know, towards the middle part of the summer, they told me the 31 was, was mine. And, um, you know, we just had to get funding and, um, you know, they were acquiring, you know, a good amount of sponsorship and, and they're kind of changing their business model. And, um, you know, Rick was um, pretty upfront with me that he wanted to bring me in and build around me and, and wanted me to drive his race cars. And at the end of the day, if you have a team owner sitting there wanting to build around you and tell you that um, you're this guy, then, you know, why would you turn that down? So, um, yeah, Rick was, was up front with me. You know, he said, here's where we're at. And, um, you know, he, here's where we want to be. And he's putting a lot of, of effort and growth into his organization. I think, you know, as you mentioned from the outside, it's, it's difficult to understand, but, um, you know, I think there's a, you know, five or six teams that have strong manufacturer support. And, um, you know, I think there's just kind of the rest of the teams. And um, if you can't get into one of those big teams that have, you know, four cars and, you know, huge manufacturer support, you know, I think all the other teams are kind of what you can make out of it. You know, you, you hire the right people, you bring in the right people. And, um, you know, I think with this car and, and the business model that NASCAR is right now, you can kind of go anywhere and shape it to what you want it to be. I saw that uh, you or somebody with with uh, your social media team shared a picture of you looking at the Indy cars while you were up there. Yeah. I know you're a guy who likes different forms of racing. His dabbling in other forms of racing success there, is that part of the attraction too? And would you ever consider maybe doing some other stuff? I, I mean, why, why wouldn't it be? I mean, Rick has several other ventures in, in motorsports. You know, he has a extremely successful NHRA team. He has an IMSA team, um, a super uh, moto team. He has a flat track team. I mean, I could go on forever and an Indy car team. And um, yeah, it was, it was cool to go over to, to Rick's um, in Indy and see what he has going on in the Indy car team. It's, it's obviously um, something that's way out of my comfort zone and something completely different than I've ever um, been a part of. But um, yeah, hopefully at some point it's, uh, you know, maybe I would be open to it, but um, 
I feel extremely comfortable in the in the cup cars right now. So um, yeah, I think it's just kind of uh, maybe a later in life uh, situation and just expanding on that. You mentioned that it's a little bit awkward trying to finish out the season. Uh, lots of drivers have done this. How do you kind of do it? And do you have you led uh, leaned on maybe anyone else in the garage to tell you how to kind of maneuver these last couple of I guess months with with uh, with colleague? Yeah, I think a lot of it is. Um, I have a really strong 31 team. You know, those are the core guys that I see every weekend and we fly with and travel with. And um, they're the guys that work on the cars at the racetrack. But, um, you know, majority of the people at the shop, you know, you don't have that working relationship with and, and you don't see them every weekend and you don't know um, maybe their kids' names or, you know, what they do or, or anything. So um, there's definitely kind of a, a split balance where, you know, when I'm at the track, I feel like, you know, me and the 31 guys and, everyone on our leaf filter guard protection Chevrolet are, are good and, and we do our jobs and nothing has changed, but then you go to the shop and um, yeah, things can be different, but um, I think it's been pretty smooth. I mean, it's definitely never not weird, but um, it's just part of life. So for my final thought, I want to talk about the schedule for next year, specifically the future of Bristol Motor Speedway. Starting to hear more and more, I mean, I think it's already a foregone conclusion that dirt's done, like dirt's didn't work out. Uh, heard a little bit that possibly they were thinking about dirt at Charlotte, which I actually think is a better idea because Charlotte actually has a dirt track. But I also heard that's not going to happen either now. Uh, probably no dirt at all. Like dirt's probably out next year, at least for the cup guys. But now I'm starting to hear that there may not be a spring race at all at Bristol. Now, that doesn't mean that there won't be two races. They could put one in the summer. They could give Bristol the all-star race. There's still a lot of things that are uh, yet to be finalized in the schedule. But if Bristol loses the spring race, I think it'll be really sad for the area. This track has had two races basically from the second year of its existence. Uh, this track, especially the night race, is considered one of the crown jewel tracks in NASCAR. It's a favorite track, if not the favorite, of almost every guy in the garage area. You'll hardly ever hear a driver say anything bad about concrete Bristol. Now, they may cuss out <laughs> dirt Bristol, but most drivers love coming to Concrete Bristol. Day, night, whenever. They they love coming here. Uh, you know, the fans, not so much. But that being said, the spring race was still drawing, depending on who you ask, between fifty and 70,000 people, maybe forty to 70,000 people, which is more than Martinsville holds, which is more than North Wilkesboro holds. But it looks empty because Bristol is 120 to 140,000 seats. I do think it's sad that you're going to take away an opportunity for 40,000 to 50,000 race fans that want to come see a race to be able to and go to a track or a venue that only holds 30,000 because that means 20,000 people aren't going to see a race in person. I understand the push to want to get Wilkesboro back on the schedule. I, I'm, I'm not mad about that. I also understand the racing was terrible at the All-Star race. Um, it was not interesting to watch at all. 
Um, and I think if you threw the nostalgia part out of it, people would be moaning and bemoaning North Wilkesboro like they do, like they did Texas, like they still do Texas. So I, I don't know. I guess we'll see how this experiment works. Keeping my fingers crossed that Bristol keeps two dates. I don't really care where they are on the schedule. They can be a doubleheader on the same day as far as I'm concerned. But it would just be sad. It would just be sad for this area and for racing. And I kind of think it defeats the point of bringing NASCAR and racing back to its roots if some of the more historic tracks aren't being taken care of or losing dates as a result. So I guess we'll wait and see. It's about a month or so away from we should from where we from when we should get the schedule and so we'll just see what happens uh i can't wait to see i mean i love the experiments that nascar is doing so i can't wait to see what cool interesting fun thing that they've come up with for next year hopefully there's something in there hopefully it doesn't hurt the history of the sport too much along the way Hopefully you'll be back next week on The Backstretch. Have a great week.